0: Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week, Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks,
1: to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 589. I got We've got a great guest on the show. I've got Stephen back. He's back from his business trip. And we've got Simon and Vento with us the CEO of Strategy Sprints. Um, Simon, would you like to give us a quick 10 to 20 second intro about yourself?
2: Hey, Jonathan. Hey, Stephen. Yeah, I'm Simon Severino. I am the CEO of Strategy Sprints. We do help business owners have long vacations again because their business runs smoothly without them. And uh, we have a program that is specialized on doubling revenue in 90 days. That's the so-called Strategy Sprint. It's a one-to-one implementation of our method called the Strategy Sprint, which is an operating system for an agile an agile uh, firm that can thrive in, in this current environment.
1: That's great. And I've got my normal co-host back from his trips Stephen, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, Stephen from Zipfish.io.
3: Uh, we make WordPress fast by optimizing the code and the code that runs on the server. It
1: really does. Um, and before we go into the main part of our interview, I want to talk about our one of our major sponsors that that's cast us. Um, they basically hold host podcasts. Um, They provide the RSS feed. Um, I was with another provider until about a month ago. They approached me. Um, I decided to actually buy one of their plans because the interface compared to the previous company that I was using was so much better. And it was about half the price of the other, other company. So I switched ships. We had discussions I mentioned that I was looking for a new major sponsor. They straight away said, well, we would like to be that, and they've become the major sponsor of the WP Tonic Show. I've just been blown away with the easy use of their interface, Um, the support that I've got from their staff. They they use WordPress uh, as one of their key technologies for running their service. I can't sing their praises. So if you are looking to become a podcaster um, or you have clients that are asking for advice from you to get into podcasting, you definitely want to look at this service. Like I say, Custos. You'll find all the links to them in the show notes and on the WP Tonic website. So, let's go into the main part of our discussion. so um Simon, um what you know let's start, let start what you know you've been running your own podcast and you've been in this sector for a while what are there some things that you see people and companies doing on a regular basis that doesn't help them with their growth?
2: Oh yes, and it is probably ninety percent of what most listeners right now are doing this week. So for example, being on Clubhouse is not really helping your growth. <laughs> as fun as it is, it is <laughs> but it's not helping your growth. Probably also running a podcast, if you're running a podcast, is probably also not helping your growth right now. Uh, so if you're an agency, uh, I, I try to empathize with who's listening. I, I imagine right now, uh, two people running an agency and they have three people on staff and they have five people on the Philippines um, helping and they have some vendors. Is that kind of the size that we're talking
1: uh, I've actually think we've got all sizes of companies and um, people um, from reasonably large plug-in shops that might have from 50 to 100 people to a, a lot of the type size of organisation you've just mentioned? We're, the impression I get is that we have a very broad spectrum of people okay. listening to this show.
2: Okay, then we'll have to cover different bases because there are different problems at different sizes. But let's say we have an agency and we are less than 10 people. Yeah. And we are doing around half a million and uh, we're having fun. It's, it's everything better than, be, than having a corporate job. Uh, We like it. But now our friends start saying, hey, I miss you. Uh, We never play tennis. You have never time. You look pale. And you are not even that happy. And you work so much. And and you tell me that it's not work, that it's your life, and it's so creative. Yeah, yeah. But what about having more time for us? So that's the situation where I can help. Because uh, agencies usually... They spend their time on the wrong things and they're doing too much. So uh, one of our clients, he has five kids. He works just 17 hours per week and he's doing 1 million in revenue uh, with help uh, on the Philippines. Of course, a lot is outsourced. Some stuff is automated. And this is where we're strong at. So in, in week one of our 90 days coaching, we help analyze the time. How are you allocating your time? Write, write it down, make a list. And then it says, okay, 6.30, breakfast for the kids, eight, first meeting, nine, second meeting, et cetera. So we have a list. And then we ask a couple of questions. They are all about which one really helped moving growth forward. And so they start identifying the parts that are not so much moving growth forward. And then bit by bit, we, we create a system. What is the system? We write it down. We we help them create a screencast. So, okay, let's say you are are coding. Code, but do it, uh, record it, and pass it over to somebody. So start training others. And then you write it down. You have this small video. Now you, you can delegate it. And so bit by bit, we free up the founder team to work more on the business and less in the business. This is the first couple of weeks of the sprint because it's really important that you identify which things are really moving you
1: forward and where are you just wasting time. You shouldn't do it. All right, thank you. Over to you, Stephen. That's. I feel like that really
3: resonates with me right now uh, because, like, just sitting like where I am with like a small team, right? It's all about. Uh, trying to get other people to do the nitty gritty daily work because I need to be in a place where I'm thinking about more long-term and where are things going and how are we going to, you know, hit our next goals and our objectives as far as revenues or whatever that is. Um, But when you're, when you're stuck in the day-to-day work, it's so hard to have that time and that space um, to like sit down and actually think about those long-term strategies or goals or how, how you're going to make your revenue numbers or where's, you know, all, all, all of those like more strategy type of things. Do you, do you feel like it's hard for people to let go of that though? Let go of the day to day? Like I, I love to code and you know, let's say I'm really good at coding and is it hard to like, like have like a founders, the CEO, or whatever, let go of those things because it feels like as as a small team, like that founder, that CEO, whoever it is, like they started what they were good at. And so they are probably one of the best people in their organization or their team um, at a given task.
2: Absolutely. They are the fastest. They are the most experienced. So it usually, it lands on their plate and they love it. That's where they come from. That's why they do it. They love it. So I, I'm a coach. I love coaching. At some point, that was pretty quick. It was at around 300,000 per year. I couldn't do any more. And I got more, more interesting clients and they wanted to work with me and bigger clients, but I couldn't fulfill. So I was like, hmm,
3: that's
2: a, that's a bad model. If you get your dream clients and they want to work with you and you cannot take them, yeah, something is wrong. So we have to make space for the dream project and uh, whatever your dream client is, imagine they call you and they say, okay, I want uh, to to do this dream project with you and you don't have that time. Then we have to organize better. Mm -hmm. So we help people organizing by first writing down all the marketing activities all the sales activities and all the operations. Very simple. And this we try to delegate away from the founders. So they, they, they record it, they teach it, they, they give it to others. Because the founders, they need to work on the business and this is joint venture partners, the dream clients. Everything growth related, working on form, fit and function of the marketing system, on form, fit and function of the sales system. Writing one book per year about the topic that you want to be known for, that you want to be associated with when somebody Googles that term, you want to pop up. Well, then you need to create content around that and uh, to, to be the expert
3: about that for good. When, when you're thinking about like, how to shift workload from you to other people, um, what's the best strategy for doing that? Like outsourcing, like getting people from other places, like, I don't know, like Upwork just pops into my mind, right? Like places where I can post jobs, people do the jobs. Or is it better to hire in the first couple of people because then they're a little bit more tied to your overall business goals. They're not just task driven. They actually have a little bit of more skin in the game. Like how, how do you start going down that route if you've never gone down that route and you don't have the people around you right now?
2: We live in great times because we have so many options. Uh, you can, after you have identified the things that are really wasting your time, you can go out there and hire somebody in countries where the, 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 the dollar per hour is very low, but people are smart and are disciplined and are loyal and are doing amazing work and they deserve a chance. Mm. And and they are just one click away, so there are beautiful platforms that we use. But you also can just post uh, on um, where do we post? Angel List and uh, this other one with Crunch, but it's not Tech Crunch. What is it? I always confuse it with Tech Crunch. Um, Crunchbase, oh, yeah. Angel List, and then um, yeah, Upwork. Works for some people. Uh, And then there is these um, onlinejobs.ph, which is, I think, even better. Uh, These are all very viable options. And you can also hire because right now, people are looking for jobs. If you you post on LinkedIn, and I did recently, if you post on LinkedIn, I'm hiring, you get 40 applications per day. Wow. Of the best people. They they have studied at Harvard and they want to work at strategy sprints. That's so it's also a good time for hiring, but you don't need you don't really need to hire. I'm a friend of having a lean team yeah. and having people based on projects, not based on hours. And um, and having the best people for the best task, not just because you need to make them productive, because they're sitting around best project, the best person for the best tasks so it's it's really easy to work remotely and uh, fluctuation depends on your industry, depends on how much fluctuation do you want. I want people to stay long with us, so I have the initial interviews. Uh, I take more time in the initial interviews to to filter out people, and uh, i I have my core people staying very long with us. My my initial VA from the Philippines, she has then become a marketing uh, team, a very important one. She is now head of marketing. So, and and, and it feels like she will work with us for the next 15 years. It's really core team. Uh, But she's on the Philippines.
3: I'm in Vienna, Austria. That's, that's really cool. Like being able to manage that. I feel like I'm, I've always like just talking to other people and myself, just always like scared about like getting somebody that you've never met doing like some core functionality of your business. Like that's always a terrifying thing, but, uh, it's probably more of an irrational fear than a rational fear because I mean, the person wants to keep working for you, right. They want to, they want to keep getting jobs too. And so, you know, they're incentivized to do good work, but I think there's just something in the back of, back of a lot of people's heads. That's just, you know, scared of, of letting go of those things. It is
2: tricky. And, and two, two things are tricky. At, at the beginning, it's this emotional thing of letting the baby go. It's my thing and I let it go. And, and later on, it's, it's the really, the nitty gritty because hiring, it is a full-time job and also training people is very time intensive and mm. supervising them and getting daily reports, then getting weekly reports, then getting monthly reports. It takes time. So let's talk about the first obstacle. You are letting your baby go. You feel like, oh my God, but what am I going to do then? So I can tell you that it's much easier than you think. I fired myself from fulfillment um, uh, January 2020. And uh, I remember that I was like, what? That's it? It was really easy. Like other things were much harder (laughs) Uh, when, yeah, it was really easier than I thought because you are still there. You are still in the loop. You see things working. For example, I have a Monday meeting and uh, I, I am out of fulfillment, so I don't coach anymore, but I have certified strategy sprints coaches around the globe. And every Monday, we have the Monday meeting. All coaches come together. I am the head coach. I supervise them. And we go through all clients and there are three main numbers, revenue, client happiness, churn rate. And we discuss how are the numbers of Peter, how are the numbers of Sarah. So I, I am in, in the action. I'm not far away from it. This is one thing that, that I overvalued. You are still there. You are still around. You are not completely and uh, and then the second thing was okay now i have 40 hours more per week what do i do with that i was working 60 70 hours and now i had a 20 hours week what do i do with the 20 hours i'm not used to that and and that but that feels very quickly so i started writing my first book i had more time to do keynotes and podcasts i started having as somebody on my podcast every day instead of every week. I started being on other people's podcasts three times per day instead of three times per week, etc. So some, some things had just intensified. I had more times for joint venture partners. We started a joint venture collaboration with Google. Uh, we I started 48 small cross-promotions with people who serve the same the same business owners, but have different offerings. So we started doing webinars, swaps, and cross promotion. And these are all growth activities that I had no time for before. So of course, now our sales is is much better. We have many, many more people who want to work with us because I am able to to be on many podcasts, to write books, and so to spread the word more.
1: All right. I think it's time for us to go for our break. It's been an interesting discussion so far. We will be back in a few moments, folks.
0: Launchflows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of LaunchFlows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try LaunchFlows today.
1: We're coming back We've had an interesting discussion with Simon Zervenio, CEO of Strategy Sprints. So we've been talking about, you know, some of the problems of running your agency. um, But let's talk about growth now. You know, you make a bold statement on your website. We can help you double your revenue in 90 days. Um, can you, you know, obviously you're not going to tell us all the things um, you do, but, you know, hopefully some of them. Can you give us some insight about some of the things, some of the strategies and things that your advisors um, do or, or try and get their your clients to do that help them double their growth in 90 days? Huh? Yeah, I'm
2: happy to. So first thing we do, we, ma- we map out how they're currently using their time and we help them have more time to work on the business. Now, week two, they have more time on the business. On average, it's between 10 and 14 hours per week that we can free up this way. With these 10 to 14 hours, now we do strategy work. We look at the big picture. First question is positioning. Are you selling to the right people, the right thing at the right price, at the right place? And uh, usually we find something there that can be optimized. Mostly the price can go up. They usually undercharge because they don't know what max price is. We have the formulas. We, we are good at market research. We help them find the max price. So sometimes we increase the price by 25%. Because usually they don't package it well. If you package it better, the first one is positioning. What, what you compare it to. The second one is packaging it. Like if you remember Slack at the beginning, I think Slack was going bankrupt 40 times and then they had one pitch and and, and they said, okay, Uh, you know, if you use Slack, you don't need emails anymore. And that was the moment that made it possible that they survived. And now they are striving and they, they've just been sold and they have an even brighter future in front of them. But it was really just this one pitch where they were able to get across what it really is. And this is, this is typical for teams that they need to find the right packaging. So week three, right packaging. Then we can go up with the price. And now also we go into the sales process. What's your sales script? What do you say on the phone? When do you shut up? Which words not to use? When when you should not talk features, but benefits? When do you say the price? How do you say the price? What do you say after you set the price? So we get their sales recording. We give them customized feedback and we help them create a sales script because in the sales call, every word, every silence makes a difference. So we help them uh, see see the body language of the prospect better and interact better, understand them better, serve them better. And so the conversion rate goes up. They on average, they have something 10-15% conversion rate. We get it up up to 40%. And if you put these things together, higher price, higher conversion rate. Now you see that it's not that hard to double the revenue because we have a higher price. If you can increase the price by 25%, if you can increase the conversion rate by 25%, and if you can increase the frequency of the buy by 25%, then you have a revenue increase of 99%, which is basically doubling. And we can do it all the time because we have 12 sprints of one week each. So we have 12 times the chance to get it right. And we have done it so many times. Um, we, we see a couple of things very
3: quickly. That's that's a really, I, I really like that methodology that like, instead of just focusing like on one thing, right? Like, let's try to like, let's focus on the conversion rate. Let's focus on the price or like whatever. It's, you're saying like, hey, if we hit all of these things and we just improve them by 25%. You see this huge overarching improvement because you have, you know, this compounding or this multiple factor of improving. One thing plays off, the next thing which plays off the next thing. When you're going through these sprints, do you choose one sprint to focus on one thing? Like this sprint is about price. This sprint is about conversion. And then at the end, like you get that multiple factor or are you kind of like doing all of the things in tandem and refining it every, every week for every sprint? Great question. So we always go for price, conversion
2: rate, and frequency, but only for one offer. Mm. So if it's a service business, only for one offer. For example, our I build your website package. That's one offer. Then we don't do also the logo creation package or something else. We pick one. We pick the winning horse. They usually have a couple of them. Like we can do your logo, we can do your website, but we can also do ongoing WordPress maintenance.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you have to pick one
3: and this one will get optimized in 90 days. Okay. And then if you want to do another 90 days, like then you would pick another one and optimize it. Or do you are you saying that like the goal is like you just choose one thing and just like keep focusing on that for a year, or two years until you've like ran the whole entire course of optimizing that and then focus on the next thing? Or is it like you just do one for 90 days, the next one for 90 days, and then maybe kind of cycle through it?
2: Again, a great question because usually we agree at the beginning, okay, let's pick the winning horse, let's optimize that. And then they say, yeah, but the other one, I I also love it. You know, the AI one, it it will be something very soon, Simon, very soon. And then we say, okay, in the next sprint, we can do the AI thing. And usually after the first sprint, they come back for a second sprint, but they don't want to do the AI thing anymore because now you know, the I thing stands for it is fancy, but it's not working yet. This kind mm. of projects, we all have some, some of these projects. Yeah. They are shiny, but they are not profitable yet. And so uh, when they come for the second sprint, which they usually do, they say, no, no, let's stick to what we just did in the first sprint. I don't want to touch anything else. I have now a machine that is working so well let me just double this again, and let's not touch anything else. I have something which is winning, which is working. Let let's let's the rest um, be done by competition.
3: Is it hard for people to pick that one thing? I feel like for me, it'd be hard to pick that one thing because I have so many things. And like you were saying, like my favorite thing is definitely not the thing that's the easiest to sell or the thing that's even the most feature complete. It's like the thing that's just barely an idea. And, you know, we're just barely kind of starting to play around with it and stuff. Um, it's like the one that like my heart wants. But like just hearing you talk through it, um, maybe the one that actually makes sense, right? The one that's the consistent winner, the one that always, you know, wins on the end or why people actually come to us is the thing that I'm not as excited about. But it's probably where that optimization would make the most sense. And probably after you optimize this, like you can then... um you, you then have the time and the resources to pursue you know, the more pie-in-the-sky dreams. It
2: is hard. It is absolutely hard because we are in love with what we do. Yeah. And so I remember when I had my business coach myself, I had the same situation. And my coach says, okay, make a list of all these things and now show me the profitability per project. And at that time, I wasn't, I wasn't tracking for each project the profitability which of course I do now but at that time I just had the revenue per project and uh, so I was checking revenue costs time very roughly and uh, and so my coach asked me for the profitability per 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 project I don't have it so I go to the numbers um, I bring the numbers together and it was very clear that the most profitable thing was what I hated most and uh, the uh, and so we had a long discussion. I think two or three sessions just around that. What is the right thing to pick? And uh, and it's not an easy question. Uh, and this is why numbers help because they bring an objective, additional. They bring reality into the room. Otherwise, it's just me and my passion, and my passion makes money. Uh, but there is also a reality component that shows you. Oh, look. Here, it's so much easier to grow this than to grow this. And that's why having an external person uh, challenging you and asking you to bring the numbers is, is helpful because we have our blind spot. I was just seeing my passion. I was not seeing the numbers.
3: Yeah, that, that blind spot is hard to see, especially when, So when, when you didn't have the numbers, did you have to wait till you like? Did you have to wait a certain amount of time to go by to actually go back and get the numbers, or were you able to recreate that? Because I feel like that's a, that's a common situation that I found myself in. I'm sure everybody else has. Is like you're like, all right, I should get some numbers to analyze it, and you go looking for those numbers. Like, oh wait, I didn't, I didn't track my time. I didn't track the expenses to every individual project. Um, but we were you did. able to like just make guesses, or did you have to? We, wait for Yeah, time? we guessed. We Guess. estimated. Basically, we guessed.
2: And then, but moving forward, we we decided to now really track the main the main things very seriously. And I remember uh, challenging my coach and saying, "Well, I don't track these numbers because they are not reliable." And and he said something really good. He said, "They are not reliable because you don't track them, and because you don't track them, they stay unreliable." You can have another loop, just start tracking them. They will be more reliable every week. You have them reliable, you have them repeatable. And it was right. I started tracking the things, the marketing numbers, ops numbers, sales numbers. They were unreliable in the first couple of weeks. They were just guess numbers. Then the reality and the numbers started coming together week by week. And now when somebody from my team estimates the sales of next week, it's reliable.
1: Hmm. well we need to wrap up the podcast part of the show um are you okay to stay with us for another 10-15 minutes simon which we call bonus content which the listeners and viewers can watch the whole interview plus the bonus content on the wp tonic youtube channel and on the website so um before we wrap up um the podcast, I want to tell you about a webinar that I'm doing with Spencer Forum on the 14th of May. It's a series of three. We're on number two. And we'll be covering everything around marketing automation and how you can now use WordPress uh, with a number of key plugins to build a whole landing page marketing email automation system that is at half the price of Active Campaign or Infusionsoft by using the power of WordPress for yourself and for your clients. We're going to be delving into the nitty-gritty of how to set up such a system. Like I say, it's going to be our free webinar on the 14th of May at 10:30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can join by just going to the WP Tonic website. In the top navigation, there's a button that says webinar. You click it, you can sign up, and then we will tell you as we get closer to the 14th. We will send you a link and you can join us and ask us live questions during the webinar about the technology that we're using. That sounds great. So, um, Simon, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and what you're up to?
2: I have a daily podcast. It's called the Strategy Sprints Podcast. And I hang out a lot in in our private Facebook group. But if you say that you come from you guys, I will let everybody in. Just just say it in the first question that you come from here. And the, the Facebook group is called Entrepreneurship in Sprints.
1: To Tabloon in sprint. Well, if you put that into chat for us, um sure. Simon, I'll make with the link, I'll make sure that is very prominent in the show notes. Absolutely. So um Stephen, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Stephen? Yeah, head over to zipfish.io, run a speed test, see how much faster your site can be. And I want to say, Steve and his team have helped us at WP Tonic make our own website a bit more speedier. It's a bit of a, to say it's a large website would be an understatement, but Simon, um, um, not Simon, Stephen, sorry folks, uh, really helped out with making it a speed machine. We'll be back next week, but remember, Go over to the YouTube channel and see the bonus content with Simon. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.